You know, sometimes writers think that writing should be easier for them and that if it isn't easy, it must mean they're no good at it. Just know that the difficulty you're experiencing is normal. And it's not just normal, it's necessary. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach, and each week we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. about your novel or memoir or story when you began writing it. Probably, right? You invested a lot of creative energy into it. You were super motivated and fueled up when you began your story. And you loved the challenge. You loved the exhilaration. But then comes the struggle. And now you're not feeling the same excitement or joy. You may not be feeling any joy in the writing right now. It feels really hard and heavy, and you're not having any fun. And if it's not any fun, what's the point? What do you do when you lose motivation? How do you just keep writing when the problem in the first place is that you don't have the motivation to do it? So we all hit this impasse at various points in the writing process. But you've allowed the struggle to overpower the hope and the desire and the thrill and the positive energy and momentum that you began with. But there's a natural cycle to the creative process. You just have to write it out and know that it's all going to pass. So in the beginning, you're the visionary and the writing is thrilling and exciting and you have more ideas about your story than you can even capture on the page. But once the infatuation wears off, and for many writers, this happens midway, the writing starts to feel heavy and hard. But this is where the real work begins, because you start to see the flaws and all the inconsistencies and the flat characters and the sentences that don't feel as fluid as you would like. And you start to think that the story might not ever live up to the vision that you had in the infatuation stage. So this is where frustration and maybe even depression sets in. It's just not coming together the way you envisioned. And many writers give up at this point. Because once you've evaluated the story, when you can approach it the way a reader does, you see where it needs work. And hopefully you then start the process of rewriting and revision. So there's a cycle. You'll cycle back to feeling hopeful again. Then you'll move to reassessment and then finally some kind of renewal. So if you stick with it, eventually you cycle back to that initial excitement that you had in the beginning. So if you're pursuing any creative endeavor, The process of keeping yourself motivated is endless. 
It's an inside job. Now, writing is a rigorous practice. It takes a lot out of us, and it requires a lot of energy and momentum. So what do you do when you're not feeling motivated? How do you recapture that initial sense of excitement you had when you first started? In this episode, I'm going to give you three strategies. These are strategies I use regularly when I'm exhausted or just in a bad mood because, you know, life isn't always going the way we want. And sometimes what I'm working on just isn't coming together as quickly as I would like. And my first impulse is to do anything else, do the laundry, do the dishes, or just my go-to thing is just to lay down. So here are three strategies to keep you on track. Number one, keep moving forward despite your moods. Now, I know this sounds counterintuitive, but you don't want to wait until you're in the mood to write or until you feel inspired to write. Writing creates the inspiration. You don't necessarily start out with inspiration. You don't necessarily start out with motivation. You rarely wake up in the morning ready and raring to go. Achievement does not rely on mood. It doesn't care what mood you're in. If you have to be feeling motivated or in the mood in order to make progress with your story, then you're not going to get very far. Sometimes just the act of pushing through the resistance changes our energy. We lose all sense of self. We shift into a different gear. We shift into a different energy level. But what really helps here is having some accountability. Someone you have to deliver to, a writer's group or a critique partner or a story coach. Having a concrete deadline on the horizon absolutely helps because it's hard to set our own deadlines. But let's say you're working with a coach or you're in a writer's group or a workshop that meets regularly. When we have to deliver to someone else, when we're accountable to someone else within a specific time frame and it's on the calendar, we're less likely to blow it off. And we can usually shift into a different gear where we're not so focused on ourselves and how we feel. Imagine any other professional, a professional dancer or an Olympic skater, not being in the mood to skate in the finals. You also need to know when you work best. For example, I get the most mileage out of the first three hours in the morning. It's usually between 7 and 10 a.m. You know, maybe it's hard to move forward because an agent rejected you or you received feedback that crushed you or you've just been staring at your blank computer screen all weekend and you hate everything you write or you just feel blank. My friend Anique calls this vanilla brain. It's like you, there's nothing worthwhile putting on the page. Your brain just feels like it's blank. When that happens, then we can go to strategy number two, which is to take a rest from the work. 
Now, when motivation isn't balanced with rest periods, this can lead to creative exhaustion and burnout. And this is not the state you want to be in when you're writing or revising. Sometimes we just have to hit pause. Maybe it's a few days, a few hours, maybe it's a week. Maybe you just have to take a walk. You never want to abandon your story when you're tired. You don't want to give up when you're tired or overwhelmed with your own material. You know, our work always looks worse when we're tired or we're in a rotten mood for whatever reason. So it's okay to take a break or a vacation from the work. But there's a difference between taking a vacation from the work and a vacation from your commitment to the work. So take a vacation from the work as long as you need, but not from your commitment to the work. Or just allow yourself to coast a little bit. Use the time to read. Switch to another activity that gives you pleasure. You don't want to white knuckle the work when you're creatively or physically, mentally, or emotionally exhausted. Sometimes we just don't have the capacity to keep the creative fuel burning, and that's okay. Just don't abandon your commitment to the work. Know that you'll come back to it when you're rested and fresh. Okay, on to number three. Don't surrender to self-doubt. Now, sometimes writers think that writing should be easier for them and that if it isn't easy, it must mean they're no good at it. Just know that the difficulty you're experiencing is normal. And it's not just normal, it's necessary. Writing a story is the highest expression of your creative potential. So you have this vision, but it takes a while to make that vision concrete on the page. It's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. They wouldn't just be talking about writing a book. Everybody would be finishing their books and publishing them. But the truth is, a lot of writers give up when it gets hard because they don't know how to push through. They don't have the craft and the technique that will get them to the other side. Now, a lot of writers experience anxiety because they don't realize that their stress, their struggle is necessary. It's not just par for the course, it is the course. And guess what? No matter how many books you write or publish, no matter how many years you've been writing, you will always feel challenged with any new project. The craft of storytelling is endlessly challenging. That's what makes it fascinating. So don't be misled by the fact that it's hard or challenging. It will continually demand excellence from you. And don't let anyone's feedback dismantle your belief in yourself to write this story. So maybe you got feedback that doesn't feel good, or you have a family member, a spouse, or parent that isn't supportive. When I was pursuing any creative career, whether it was dance or writing, 
My father and his whole side of the family was not supportive. They tried to talk me out of it. When I turned down a job in advertising to a waitress so I could write a novel, all I heard was how I was wasting my college education. And when the writing didn't go well and the story I imagined wasn't translating onto the page, guess what? I gave up. Now, your naysayers may be well-meaning, but they can't affect you unless you allow them to. Don't let anyone dictate how you should feel about your own writing. Maybe you're the naysayer. Maybe you're letting reason get in your way and you're telling yourself to forget about a writing career, that it's unreasonable or that you're wasting your time, that it's not lucrative, and maybe you even think it's irresponsible. But sometimes it helps to ask yourself what's going on in your mind that's the source of this lack of confidence or this lack of conviction. But rather than wallow in potential failure, give equal airtime to what's possible for you. And no matter how successful you are, no matter how skilled you are, your confidence will ebb and flow. Lack of confidence doesn't really go away. Writers that actually finish their book have learned to move forward despite self-doubt. But the way to cultivate confidence to increase confidence is to continue to do the work, to write without any regard to your insecurities. A wise teacher, Larry Sutton, once told our class, focus on what the work needs, not what you need from the work. So focus on what the work needs from you, not what you need from the work. When you focus on the needs of your work, you're building the techniques and the skill to make your vision sharper on the page. You're getting closer to the emotional effect you want to convey to your readers. And when you do that, you won't be ruminating on your own self-doubt. So take responsibility for your own thinking, but don't get locked in there. Make friends with your fear. This is just an indication that the story matters to you. And here's a quote by David Viscott. If you have no anxiety, the risk you face is probably not worthy of you. Only risks you have outgrown don't frighten you. If you have no anxiety, the risk you face is probably not worthy of you. You are always growing, and that's always going to induce some fear and anxiety. Just don't let that be the reason you stop writing. Okay, let's wrap this up. Whenever you start to feel your motivation fading, here are three strategies to recapture it and get back on track. Number one, keep writing. Sometimes just the act of writing loosens the resistance we have around it and re-motivates us. If that doesn't work, move on to strategy number two. Take a vacation from the work but 
Don't take a vacation from your commitment to the work. And number three, don't surrender to self-doubt. It's always going to be there at various times. Just know that self-doubt will come and go throughout your writing career. Focus on what your work needs from you. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.